the Real Estate Coaching Radio, America's number one trusted resource for realtors who demand authentic, real-time coaching. Starring award-winning real estate coaches Tim and Julie Harris. Get ready for unfiltered, full-strength honesty about what is truly working to get you into action and make you money in this new real estate boom. Now to our hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. We're joined today by Dave Vanderwoody, associate broker with Remax of Grand Rapids in Michigan. Dave became a licensed realtor and residential home builder in 2001, but it was affected by the real estate crash of 2007 to 2008 and was forced to drive trucks part-time until the market rebounded. Since his return to full-time real estate, he's been awarded with the Remax of Michigan Technology Award in 2012 and has received the 100% Club Award four years in a row. With his wife, Linda, working alongside him as an assistant, Dave joined the coaching program in August 2015 and has since seen his sales increase 83% over last year. When Dave's not working, he enjoys life with Linda and their three kids on the farm where he grew up, where they board horses and raise grass-fed beef. Now, let's welcome Dave to the call as we join our host, Tim Harris. So, Dave, welcome to today's Real Estate Coaching Radio Show. I really appreciate you being my co-host. Um, and you, one of the reasons I, uh, when we, our coach, uh, one of our coaches proposed that we have you on the show, one of the reasons I was enthusiastic about it is not just because you've had such a huge increase in your business. It's because you showed your ability to be versatile and basically weather financial storms. And, you know, frankly, uh, you've proven your chops in tough markets. And now, obviously, as the Michigan market has gotten better, um, yeah, you're doing great. So welcome to today's radio show. Hey, thanks, Tim. Glad to be here. So um, let's talk a little bit about what you're doing. Let's just jump right in. A lot of our listeners, uh, you know, they've basically been through similar markets as you, as you have been. They've struggled. They've built their businesses back. And I think a lot of people are now accepting the fact that we're probably in a recession or entering into a recession. There's probably going to be another, you know, an adjustment, let's say, at a reset of the economy happening sometime in the next 6 to 12 months. I know I, I'm assuming that probably you're paying attention to these numbers as well. So, in preparation, in retrospect, this might seem like an odd question, but I think it might be useful to kind of, uh, you know, poise us for the rest of the interview. So, in retrospect, back before the crash, if you had to do it all over again, what would you have been doing differently? Let's say it was back 05, 06, you were looking forward, you knew for sure that there was going to be a crash. What would you have been doing differently in your real estate business? Hopefully, I'd be doing exactly what I'm doing now, um, just basically getting prepared. Um, I think it was too easy back then. Um, you know, doing residential building and real estate, it's kind of like anything you build or anything you list, it's gone instantly. So I think it's easy to get complacent in those kind of times. And I'm kind of seeing that right now a little bit. I mean, it's, we're still in a major seller's market right now. So I just want to make sure I'm prepared for the next downturn. What do you look for in your market, Dave? to know whether or not there is a downturn on the horizon. What are the early warning signs that you are looking for? It's hard right now because we're not seeing any. And we're getting, you know, you know, 50, 60 people through open houses, multiple offers the same day, all sorts of crazy stuff. But we kind of saw that happening back in six and, you know, early seven until it just literally stopped. It just completely, the phone stopped almost instantly. 
I think that's actually a really important point you just made. And I, you know what? That's something I probably should be making more of a point of on the podcast, too. The market was on fire up until about September of 07, and then it just felt like it stopped. You're right. That's a good word. Mm-hmm. And, and we don't, we're not certain what type of you know, economic reset there's going to be. We're not certain. We're not economic forecasters. Um, but what we pay attention to is we're in, in all of our coaching clients like Dave, you know, their coaches pay, pay attention to really what's going on in the market stats. So, listeners, here's what's really important. And we went over this in great detail a couple weeks ago when we did those series of three shows about um, probably the upcoming, and we're thinking later this year, uh, economic change happening later this year. But one of the things you've got to be paying attention to is the extended days on the market. We've been getting a lot of emails. Um, there's been actually a lot of articles written in the past probably two weeks about the upper end markets, especially slowing down. So, uh, Dave, what's your average sale price? Right now we're running about 200 just under. Right. So you're dealing an average sale price, uh, everyday type buyers and sellers. You know, you're not so – in your market, is there is there an upper end? I mean, is there really a, a well-established up, say, market over, say, in Michigan it would probably be over a million? Is there a, a market like that near yours? Very few. I mean, we have Lake Michigan here, so you'll see some of that there. But besides that, not a lot. Right. Exactly. I, you know, it's interesting. So in your markets, everyone who's listening, make sure you get in the MLS and you study really what's going on and you know your stats. And when you see extended days in the, days in the market, when you, see, when you see the listing count increasing, when you see those types of things happening, you've got to be really conscious of the fact that, yeah, you're probably looking down the barrel of a market that might change faster than you think. And remember what Dave just said. He was very clear when he said that, you know, things just stop. So just be ready. So in preparation, Dave, like what, what are you, you – you're telling me right now you're not seeing any of those signs. Of course, you didn't see them back in 07 either. But what are you doing to prepare for an uh, economic uh, reset? Or what are you doing to prepare in case there is any kind of slowdown? Well, I think the biggest thing is the coaching. Um, just making sure I've got all the tools I possibly can you know, be as best as I can at them. Um, like I said, it was so easy back in 06 and 07 just to kind of hang your head out there and, you know, the business would come and it was just, you didn't even think about getting better at anything. So I guess really enjoyed just, you know, even some of the, I call it the 5% of where I'm at now with, with the whole system with you that, just trying to get better and find better ways to do things. Thank you for that. So you said that your you know your business has increased almost by 100% in a very short period of time. Why? What would you contribute? Like if there were two or three things that have directly contributed to that really massive, impressive increase, what would those what would those two or three things be? It, it's weird when I I say the number one thing that's done it is whiteboards, and. You know, when, when my coach first started talking about whiteboards, I was kind of like, oh, that's just kind of silly. You know, I don't know why I'd want to do that. But basically just having them visually in front of my face all the time, there's just there's enough customers that probably in time past I would have just kind of let fall through the cracks. Like, oh, I haven't heard from them in a while, and you just kind of forget about them. But once they're actually written down in front of your face, it's kind of like, oh, I haven't talked to them in a week. I better do something. And it's, it's, it's so, more than just that. It's just that you want to, you don't want to let that person down because they're still on your board. 
so he's talking about guys literally dry erase boards, and you'll learn about those when you get your free copy of the book. Um, you, and guys, by simply filling out the form on your mobile device, just scroll down your name, your phone number, and your email address. Just fill out that form, and one of the six books that we give you is the Real Estate Treasure Map. It describes how to set up your office with the whiteboards. It describes basically why you want to do that psychologically. And it is amazing. I mean, I'm, I'm literally walking around, Dave, in my office, and I'm standing on my right side's a whiteboard, on my left side's a whiteboard, and my desk actually, let me get the brand of this, it's, an, it's called UpDesk, and the UpDesk itself, the surface of the desk is a whiteboard. So while I'm, while I'm working, if I come up with something I need to write down, and remember, I can just write it down right there on the desk and obviously erase it later. So, you know, the whiteboards are a, a nice sort of omnipresent accountability system, too, and that's what he's describing. What happens a lot of times, guys, and we have these leads, we put them in these lead follow-up systems, we put them in our computer systems, we put them in our apps, we put them someplace where they're not always in front of us. We're not going to do as good of a job as if they were in front of us. And, Dave, so in addition to the whiteboards being used for your um, – you know, basically reminders of who your, your who your leads are and, you know, all that sort of thing. What else do you use your whiteboards for? What else are on your whiteboards right now that you can describe to the listeners? Um, well, the one I'm looking at right now is um, 2016 closings. Um, just keeping track of a nice long list. Um, there again, it's easy just to kind of get caught up in day-to-day, but when I can look at this and I can scan through all those, I mean, I'm looking, it's just right here. It's like, wow, that's encouraging. And I think that's what even, you know, the whiteboards of the ABC clients, you know, listings, buyers, pendings, it is, it's a great visual right there in front of you um, just to, it's, it's for me, obviously this year, it's been a major encouragement. And the nice thing about whiteboards, they're not expensive, and it's not a complicated software system for you to figure out how to work in, on your iPhone or your, you know, your Android or your desktop. It's just very simple. It's very transparent. That's what's the best about it. Um, right. And most top producers that we've ever coached, they definitely use whiteboards because, again, there is that constant reminder of what you're supposed to be doing. You don't have to go through a bunch of systems to be reminded. So just for what it's worth, guys, as you know, Dave honestly said, he said his first reaction was, oh, my God, what are we back in the Stone Age? Are you guys artifacts? Right. I'm sure that was initially because <laughs> everyone's so techy. But we're techy, too, guys. We're basically an online company. But truly – the whiteboards are a great way to reinforce positive actions that you guys want to be having, obviously, on a daily basis. All right, mm-hmm. so you mentioned whiteboards. So what are the two maybe other things that you uh, have implemented in your business that have really made such a huge increase? The other nice thing that, and again, this took a long time to get completely up, up and running is the pre-listing package. And mm-hmm. not that it's just, you know, hey, I got something on paper and it's pretty, but it's just so full of detailed information. Um, I've been on listing appointments where I show up and they say, well, we really don't need to meet. We, we read your packet, you know, basically where do we sign? And because it's all there, it's all detailed, um, you know, I've got a, I get them printed at, um, at FedEx. It costs a little bit. You know, it's all cardstock, you know, the cut down. It's just, it just looks very, very professional. Um, so, Dave, here's a little suggestion for you. Start including your CMA with a price range in the PLP and also start including all the listing paperwork uh, with sign here stickers 
assuming you're not using DocuSign, in the pre-listing pack. And what you'll find, and you know, listeners that aren't coaching clients are going to think I'm making this up, but people like you uh, and coaching clients, they're going to understand completely. You're literally going to you'll have the appoint, you'll have the lead, you'll pre-qualify the lead, you'll set the appointment, you'll send the pre-listing pack, and then when you show up at the house, they'll literally meet you at the door and they'll give you the paperwork back all signed. In other words, they were sold just based purely off the pre-listing pack. Again, I know there's going to be a lot of skeptics who don't believe me what I just said, but Dave just relied, it relayed his own personal experience, and obviously that's something a lot of our other coaching clients, when they follow the system experience as well. Because, guys, in most markets, agents don't use pre-listing packs. They make the listing presentation into this big, long, drawn-out, pressure-filled thing that it doesn't have to be. Sellers don't want to take hours out of their evenings and meet with you any more than you want to meet with them. So follow the process as far as the as part of the Real Estate Coaching Essentials program, guys. You get the pre-listing pack done for you. Now, you will have to personalize it, but just do it. I mean, Dave, it sounds like you follow the pre-listing pack format exactly from what you're describing, correct? Very, very close. Yep. Right. Okay, good. So what's the third thing? So we have whiteboards for accountability and for ease of tracking. We had pre-listing pack. Thank you for getting that done. That's definitely a critical thing that any agent who's serious about being successful in real estate better sure as heck have. So what would be a third thing that's made such an impact on your your business and your personal life? Well, he hasn't uh, paid me to say this, but I'll definitely say um, listening to my coach. Um mm-hmm. I'm always accusing him of saying, okay, how far are you going to push me out of my comfort zone this time? But just just talking to him and, you know, going over things and saying, okay, what's the next step? Um, I mean, earlier this year I was thrilled when I got, you know, for some people this isn't much, but I got to four pending. And he goes, yeah, that's nice. Let's double it. And I'm thinking, you're not happy with four? He says, well, let's double it. So I got to eight, and he says, well, let's double it. And and we actually did get to 16. I think we got up to 18 before it, we started actually having some closings. But it's just it's a great thing just to be able to have someone to talk to to um, you know who's not just basically someone in your local market that probably will not give you everything on their mind because there's somewhat of a comp- competition there. But you know, he's just just always willing to talk to me and saying, okay, what can we do next? What can we do next? So that is just so a great thing. So some, you know, that's the we train all of our coaches, and and you know, to basically, the worst thing to do is befriend a coaching client because then all of a sudden you're not, you don't have the same impact on ability to hold them accountable and whatnot. I know you certainly have, you know, a great coach. So let's specifically drill down. Let's, it's just you and me on the phone. There's not 112,000 people listening right now, so Thanks, don't worry, don't sweat. You're up, but you're welcome. So let me just ask you this one question: What would be the one question or you know, if it's more than one, that's fine. But what would be the one question that you're hoping that your coach, Robert, right? That's who your coach is? No, David. Dave Huffman. All right. Okay, right, right. So David. So what would be the one question that you would hope and pray that David doesn't think to ask you on your next coaching call with Dave, uh whenever that is? Well, I'm sure he's listening, so I can make up something yes. I hope he asks me to to make it easy, but No, um, no, no. Come on, you're from Michigan. I'm from Ohio. We're we're oh. honest people. <laughs> oh well, okay. Um, one thing oh, I, I know on. he's going to ask was about me what. That? that was about to be an OSU. That was about to be an OSU Michigan uh, football uh, rivalry comment, wasn't it? I sensed that. I, I'm sure you did. So, <laughs> no comment. All right, so what's the one question? <laughs> um, how many calls did you make this week? 
Oh, interesting. Interesting. I'm going to hear that now. Okay, so why is it that you are? Why is it that that's a question that would make you nervous to have asked, or why is it the question that you don't want to have asked? Then one of my things that have been the hardest for me, I think, which they're going to enjoy stretching me on. They're going to have had so many years. Again, I call it before the crash, where it was so easy that it didn't take a lot of, um, you know, phone call to get anything done. You know, but now that we're trying to increase and not just, you know, kind of be, you know, day-by-day agent, different things we're working on that would require me to actually make, quote-unquote, cold calls versus the nice warm calls where somebody calls you and says, oh, I need to buy this house. Well, those are easy. So that's the kind of things we're working on now. And, yeah, there's always a little bit of, little bit of fear there, but there's also excitement knowing that, okay, six, nine months from now, if I just follow the steps he's telling me to, I, I'm looking forward to where things will be. All of our coaches, as you probably know, are top producing agents, not were or never were. All of our coaches literally, I think all of them still sell real estate at a high level. And that makes a huge impact because when he says you can do it, he's doing it himself. When you hear an objection or you have a mental mindset issue, he's literally probably dealt with that same thing just recently himself or with another coaching client. That's why I think at the end of the day, so many folks like you are experiencing such high levels of success with our coaches because of the simple fact that they're in it doing it. Now, listeners who are not in a coaching program are going to think that that's, well, everyone must be like that. No. Most other coaching companies have folks that never have sold real estate before as your coach. Literally, they've never sold real estate before. Or in many cases, the people that actually run the organizations, they have never sold real estate before. So when we're talking about, and when you guys listen to this real estate coaching radio show every day and you're hearing the very practical, tactical things we're talking about, that comes from the actual experience of selling real estate. And that authenticity, uh, I think, is what comes through on this, on this radio show. So let's, we're going to drill down. We're going we're gonna to really start circling the wagons on a couple points you've made. Number one, you said if you had to basically jump in a time machine and go back to 06, you would be learning what you're learning now. In other words, you would be really drilling down on your skills, drilling down on your ability to generate your own leads, drilling down on your ability to pre-qualify, drilling down on your ability to build listings, and obviously the mindset to have, like you did, $100,000 pending. Those are, the, those are you know, those amongst other things are the four primary things you'd be focusing on if you had to do it all over again, correct? Correct, exactly. Okay, so knowing those things are true, knowing those things are really the most important skill sets for you to be mastering, what's standing in your way of mastering those things? And, and how long are you going to take to get over it? The, obviously, the, the last question, um, as soon as possible. Um, but, but, why are, I, but, you said, but David, you said that you are resisting making the contacts Every single day. That is what you said, correct? Correct. Okay, so how many contacts are you supposed to be making every single day? We don't have a set number where he's telling me to make five a day or anything like that. Okay, so. how, many, uh, how many listings do you want to have at all times? We're shooting for 15. Okay, so you should be making, and here's your and, uh, Dave, Coach Dave and David coaching client, here's the answer. He should be making 15 contacts a day. I don't know why 
the witchcraft or alchemy that's behind actually making that work, but it's true. If you make 15 contacts a day, almost miraculously, here's what will happen. He will have, you guys will have, 15 uh, listings at all times. Then you'll have 15 pendings at all times. All of a sudden, 15 is going to be the magic number. And so let's take this to the next level on your whiteboards, okay, Dave? Take your listings. Like, you have a whiteboard where it lists all your active listings, correct? Correct. How many actual spots do you have on that whiteboard for a listing? Like, if I were to look at your whiteboard, is it numbered that says one through something? No, it is not. Okay. So you need to go back, go back to Real Estate Treasure Map and copy that whiteboard design exactly. And, and here's how you do it. It's really quite simple. Write down listings and then write down, say, 1 through 15 or 1 through 20. And when you go to your office every single day and you look at the fact that you only have three listings and you know to basically hit your, your goal, you need to have 15, then almost like magic, you're going to start finding those extra listings to accomplish that goal so you don't have to be accountable to those missing spots. And guess what? The same thing works on the closing side. If you, what's, your, what's your goal this year? How many units do you want to close? Uh, we're working on 50. Okay, perfect. So um, if you're, again, his goal is to uh, sell 50 homes, dry erase board, number them 1 through 50. When he walks into his office after he's made $100,000, you know, this month and he's feeling kind of cocky, you know, he's looking <laughs> at his board and realizing he still has to sell another 60 houses. I could tell that this is resonating with David. <laughs> so when he realizes he has to sell another 60 houses or, you know, 40 houses or 30 houses, whatever it is, it refocuses the mind and, keep, and gets him back in the game quicker. Do these things make sense, David? Yep. Yep. That's, what that's what the whiteboards have been doing. Yeah, exactly. That's the wonderful thing about them. All right, so those skills that you know you have to master, uh, when you're going through the process, obviously, of learning the skills to go out and self-lead generate, and you actually see it working. So in other words, you don't have to buy your leads anymore. Can you tell the listeners how that feels, knowing that you can go out there and you can create it yourself versus having to wait for somebody else to give you a lead? It's so much more relaxing. It's, Good it's, it's a whole. They're going even like you know the whiteboards have just been so relaxing in that you can see things. So when you're, when you're more in that mindset versus okay, how much more money do I have to shell out to try to get a return just to keep the phones busy? It's just a whole different thing. Help me understand why agents are stuck in that paradigm of thinking that they can't generate their own business. Help me understand that. I think they're again. I, I'm coming from the the mindset a little bit of after the crash, it was kind of the thing to do when the Internet was exploding, you know, 2010 and 11, where everybody, you know, you'd see other agents go, oh, I spent an X amount on this website, and I'm getting so much business, so it's like, oh, well, I need to do that too. And then you kind of get caught up into that circle, and then all of a sudden you start kind of getting afraid a little bit of, well, I can't cancel that because then I won't have any leads coming in. But the problem is you get so busy with all the different, you know, junk leads that you don't have time to actually do anything else. Uh, you just really hit the nail on the head. So uh, junk leads, using your word, versus a real lead. How long right. did it take for you to realize that there's a huge difference? How long did it learn to take you to basically accept the fact that everybody has to be pre-qualified the same way? Last year, mid-year, is kind of when things really kind of – switched for me um i've been kind of running about 30 pendings every year and then i noticed last year my average sale price was going down 
And then all of a sudden I got to the end of July last year, and it's like I hardly have anything going on. And I still have the same amount of leads coming in, but just none of them were that good a quality. But at that point, I hadn't spent much time developing anything else because I was so busy handling all these, you know, dozens and dozens a day sometimes. So that's when I find, I think it was August last year is when I contacted, you know, started researching coaching and, and why, took you. Why did you choose us? Why did you choose us? I mean, there's, there's what, three or four other coaching organizations out there that people generally compare us to. Why is it that you chose us? I'll use the word that uh, my wife and I, uh, who helps me, we've used for years. Like you can buy canned this and canned certain things and newsletters. And I don't know if we're just more, I don't know, normal, but just a lot of them just seem so hokey and just so weird. It's like I wouldn't want to send this to anybody. But And there's so many of those other ones that I'm not going to name that – are just they seem very very one-sided if you do this one thing you'll be successful and when i kind of ran across yours and researched it more you know i'll get back to what i said at the beginning today i I feel like i'm only at five percent and it seems so down to earth so rich in detail and it covers everything any type of business i can try to generate it's in there it's in major detail so I'm just, like I said, I'm looking forward to their 95% of learning. I just can't imagine what it's going to be like. You're talking about Real Estate Coaching Essentials. Real Estate Coaching Essentials is the backbone. Yeah, and there is a lot there. And uh, <laughs> maybe too much? I'll, I'll be the first to admit it. You real, so Real Estate Coaching Essentials listeners, if you're not in that coaching program, it's only $100 a month. Uh, there's no payment for the first month. Now, he's not in Real Estate Coaching Essentials. He's in one of our personal coaching programs. He's in the Breakthrough Coaching Program. You guys can learn about that as well. But Real Estate Coaching Essentials is the perfect way to get into our coaching program. Um, it is everything that he's using in his business, and obviously it's been used by thousands of other agents. But in addition to that, uh, Real Estate Coaching Essentials is a real coaching program. You have four semi-private coaching calls per month. In addition to that, you have one one-on-one coaching call per month. Again, there's a huge difference between Real Estate Coaching Essentials and what David is in because David's in one of our breakthrough coaching programs, and you can ask uh, about that as well. When you fill out that form that's on your, uh, you know, your mobile device, you'll get those six books and someone from our team will call you back. And the other thing is, is if you're not and you're on your desktop, just go to joinharris.com, joinharris.com. So you've had this huge increase in your business by just doing 5%. <laughs> so if you wanted to have another huge increase in your business, what would be the things that you would – what are the things that as soon as we're off this – you're going to get a call from your coach, I'm sure. So as soon as we're <laughs> off this radio show, if you get a call, and he's basically – and I figured out during this radio show – uh, a few things that the dry erase boards need to be redid in a different way, that there needs to be actual numbers of uh, contacts per day. Does that make you nervous, by the way, being held accountable to an actual contact number? Does that, like, make your teeth itch? No. It doesn't, does it? Isn't that cool? Why? Why doesn't it make your teeth itch? Because, it's, there again, it's, it's right there in front of your face. It's okay, fill it up. It's so, That's right. so much easier than just wondering if you've got numbers somewhere in some system and you're not tracking them. That's the essence of the asininity that is basically plaguing our industry right now with all these agents that have only grown up thinking that they can buy their business. They're just 
thousands of agents, hundreds of thousands of agents out there that just don't know any better. Guys, listen, you need to have multiple spokes, lead generation spokes on your wheel. The first spokes that we help you create are the ones that don't cost you anything. And a little little secret, you might not ever need to create any additional spokes than that, depending on your market and your versatility. But yeah, we're not, you know, 100% against having to buy leads, you know, referral fee-based business, that type of thing is fantastic. But for those of you who only know how to buy leads, that is not a recipe for long-term success. You will, that is a crash-and-burn plan 100% of the time. You have to take the time to master the skills. And he said it probably a heck of a lot nicer than I do. All the people out there trying to sell you these gimmicks, these silver bullets, these easy button, you know, scammy ideas, you have got to trust your inner skeptic on those things and just say no. You might have limited short-term success from some of these ideas, but the reality of it is is your long-term, ever-increasing success comes from doing what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at the highest level, which means actual work. And you know, Dave, David, I bet you the fact that you had some success, then you experienced hardship, and then you've built your way back up to being as successful as you are now. You know, where you live, you're going to make over $300,000 this year, if I did my math correctly. And in your market, $300,000, you're probably making more money than the highest paid doctor. And I, Hopefully I'm not saying that to you and making you uncomfortable. But the reality of it is, is that you've gone from success to then having to rebuild to success again. For listeners that are in that same process themselves, is there any sort of things that you can share with them that help them to stay on the path to basically getting to where you are? Well, to kind of uh, piggyback on that a little bit, that it hasn't just been once or maybe even twice, you know, from, you know, the regs to riches. You know, 2007 taught us a lot. Um, 2001, I started in 2001, six months before 9-11. That was an interesting uh, fall and winter that year. But yes. there's been so many times where it has been that up and down, and it's kind of the point where, okay, I'm sick of the up and down. You know, it's not like I need to be the top agent everywhere all the time, but, you know, I just need to avoid the downs and just, they're again, learn how to do it better so I'm not wondering and worrying, you know, where the next thing is coming from. Were you one of these agents that believed you could only be successful when the ships, when all ships were rising, like now in your market? Were you one of those agents that believed that? I don't know if it's much of a belief. It's just that you enjoy the ride, and then you're not prepared for when the water goes down. So the not prepared means that you didn't have the skill set to prepare yourself for when the market shifted. And and a new market, a different market where the ships aren't all rising, does require a different set of skills, and in most cases a more specialized set of skills. Agreed? Correct, correct. Are these skills hard to master? I mean, truthfully, what we ask you to do, are we asking you guys, are we asking you to become like an astronaut going to the, you know, moon orbiter? Is it that level of sophistication? Or is this stuff relatively simple and straightforward? And and there again, that's kind of what I said about the whole system. It's just all common sense, but it's, it's detailed and rich, but it's just normal stuff. I mean, it doesn't take much to take a whiteboard and write things down on it. That's not rocket science, but it works so well. So, again, for someone listening right now who's being inspired, you and I are both Midwesterners. Midwesterners, I don't know how much out of Michigan traveling you've been doing, but Midwesterners are different than people on the coast. Not different good or different bad, just different. I mean, we have more of a – I think it has to do with the fact that there's winter and then there's summer. And we have this innate uh, built-in thing that we know that – 
you know, winter's coming and we have to basically make sure we, you know, we pull the hay in, right? We have to make sure, as my dad used to say, he was from Indiana, make hay while the sun's shining. So that's yep. something that's bred into all of us when you're from the Midwest, whereas if you're from California, you know, they're blessed with, in, Cal, in Florida and a lot of other markets, they're blessed with 12 months of great weather, and so there isn't that sort of built-in, you know, the temperature's going to drop and there's going to be five feet of snow on the ground in a couple of months. So that the urgency that you have because of the whole that whole nature of your climate and things like that you know and the urgency that you have knowing that you have to master these skills before the market changes knowing that those things are happening you know going to happen in the next say 6 to 12 months would you say that you have a clear vision of what you need to get accomplished you know before this everything starts to shift or would you in in what are those things that you need to focus on immediately well, I hope I never have 100% clear vision because that means I'd probably start slowing down. Um, always want to always want to keep pushing forward, but it's it's a lot more, you know, evident right now what I need to do versus you know even even six months ago. And those things will be erase boards, master the skills. Um, Obviously, what were the other things that come to mind? I'm sure your wife is listening right now. She's probably give you know she probably had what would she how would she answer that question? Oh boy, that's a whole different question. Um, well, I mean, she'd probably <laughs> be saying things like she wants to have more steaks in the freezer, you know, more savings and well, things like we, that. Well, we raise, we raise our own steaks, so that's pretty easy. Um, <laughs> I know. I thought about that after I said it. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> so, and actually, when you mentioned about making hay while the sun shines, we are actually bailing hay today too. So, no, um, there you go. See, so we're talking about Midwesterners. We speak the same language. So, I'm just looking yeah. forward just to making every one of my skill sets just, I don't know, more, more fluid. Just keep working Listeners, on them and keep working on them and make them better all the time. It doesn't have to be complicated, guys. We say this every day on the podcast, Julie and I. You know, it, real estate, when done correctly, is a simple, and that is the word, elegant business. And and in my humble opinion, it is the most perfect entrepreneurial business that you can get into. It's beautiful. It's everything about real estate. When you are willing to master only a small handful of skill sets, when you're willing to do that, real estate is the biggest blessing that you'll ever have. Where you guys struggle is where you, where you A, never master the skills necessary, and B, you're not willing to do what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it. By the way, it's funny. You're in Michigan. You take care of, you know, a farm. You take care of animals. Doing what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it is a way of life, isn't it? Especially in the winter. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so that's like maybe a Midwestern trait that I didn't realize until today's podcast is probably where yeah. I got that concept. So, guys, the core, es- the essence of what we're talking about here is how to basically take this simple, beautiful, elegant gift that we call having a real estate license and making it into something that could be the, the fulfillment vehicle for all your dreams. Don't make it complicated. Don't waste time buying leads. You know, master the, the handful of simple skills. And, guys, you can have ever-increasing qualities of life. You don't have to suffer these booms and busts. You don't have to have good months, bad months, good years, bad years. You don't have to be one of these agents that's basically living in fear of the next recession. 
don't think like that. There's opportunities everywhere. There's always people that need to be helped. There's always, you know, frankly, there's going to always be people that need to buy and sell no matter what's going on in the real estate markets. You guys are in the right place at the right time. Now it's up to you to take the right steps so that whatever's coming next, you're more than prepared for it. So, sir, I want to, A, thank you for being a coaching client, and B, thank you for being um, on the uh, radio show today. And C, I want to thank you for hopefully inspiring so many other agents out there to, you know, frankly, take some responsibility uh, and, and seize what the incredible opportunity that being a real estate agent is. So, so David, thank you very much for your time today. Oh, you're welcome. Thanks for having me. Have a fantastic day, everyone. We'll talk with you on the radio tomorrow. This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris, Real Estate Coaching. For more information on our real estate coaching and training programs, visit our website at timandjulieharris.com. Remember to tune in weekdays at noon for upcoming shows. And until next time, thank you for listening to Real Estate Coaching Radio with Tim and Julie Harris. Think so? Okay, I'll run and get some. I'll fold it. This podcast is a part of the C Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.